Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. All right, saints. We greet each of you once again in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank God for another day, another opportunity to worship him in spirit and in truth. Uh, for those of you that have been worshiping, worshiping with us, we just finished our most recent topic entitled CRP, Chastisement, uh, Restoration, and Promotion. And uh, God even showed us some uh, links in that chain or some things that will take us from one one step or one phase to the other. We we came to understand that in between chastisement and restoration, thing called repentance was necessary. And then oftentimes what takes individuals at the end of the, the process from promotion back to chastisement is conceit. So uh, we want to be mindful of that. Uh, that cycle because you're going to find yourself uh, at some point in that cycle throughout your life. You are either, you know, spending a lot of time in chastisement or, you know, you spend a lot of time uh, repenting or you're spending time, a lot of time being uh, restored or a lot of time being promoted, you know, or you're spending time in conceit, which takes you back to chastisement. So, uh, we pray that that message was a blessing to you all. Um, it brings us on into another topic the Lord had given us some time ago, but we had never uh, developed it. And that topic is uh, you've got to get rid of some things to get to some things in life. You've got to get rid of some things in order to get to some things. You know, there are only two types of endeavors in our life. Those are the endeavors or the things that God wants you and I involved in and in the things that he does not. See, and Jesus said something very, very plain. He said, you cannot serve two masters. You can't love God and money. So, you know, in order to uh, adopt two to walk in the things that God has for us or wants for us. We've got to let go of some things. Even to get to eternal life, we've got to to let go of ourselves. Bible says, if any man wants to be my disciple, Jesus said he must deny himself, pick up his cross, and follow me. So we're going to look at capital A in our line, offenses. Offenses. And we're going to take a look at uh, Ezekiel chapter 18 with a very special focus on verse 31. Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 31. Now, Ezekiel chapter 18 is, is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. There are just certain chapters. We understand that all of the word of God is, is, is rich and it's important, you know, but there are certain things that God uh, will say in certain places that uh, 
really uh, help you understand this thing called life and, and even better. And Ezekiel chapter 18 is, is one of those chapters to me. It deals with the soul, that part of you and I that makes the choices. Your success, your failure, ultimately it comes down to what decisions and what choices you have made in your soul. Your rising and your falling, ultimately it comes down to decisions that were made in your soul. I love this Ezekiel 18 because it deals a lot with uh, individual responsibility. A lot of times in life, you know, people like to, to play the blame game. That was one of the first things that Adam did after he had sinned in the garden and God began to question him about what he had done and he started wanting to blame the woman, wanted to blame God. You know, any any everybody except for taking a look at at himself, and and sometimes uh, this is what people will do today. Uh, but but God wants us to take a look at ourselves, take a look at the choices, the decisions that we have made, and begin to examine them very seriously. Ezekiel chapter eighteen, verse thirty-one. The Lord speaks through the prophet. He says, "Rid yourself." Of all the offenses you have committed, get a new heart and a new spirit. Why will you die, O house of Israel? Let me get verse 32. For I take no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the sovereign Lord. Repent and live. Capital A, offenses, offenses. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you, Father. Another beautiful day you've made. You have allowed us to see it, experience it, to feel it. Father, we we bless your name today. You have once again been very, very good to us. You have provided for us, your little children. And Father, we just sincerely want to thank you today for all of who you are and all of what you do. We pray, Father, that as your people tune in uh, to this broadcast. May you have a word for them in season that will uh, help encourage, uplift, and edify. May your people be blessed today, Father, in the four corners of the earth. Wherever uh, your word is heard, may it penetrate the hearts and the minds of your people that we may change. None of us have obtained it all yet. None of us have been made perfect. But, Father, we are pressing on in the name of your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to grab hold of that for which Christ Jesus grabbed hold of us. Forgive us, Father, of our offenses and our sins today. And uh, we trust that you will lead and guide us uh, to much better things. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And amen. Ezekiel 18 again deals with the soul who sins will die. The soul who sins. Now, you know, there had been a proverb that had been quoted in Israel for, time, for some time that the fathers eat sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. In other words, that's a way of saying that because the fathers or the ancestors did terrible things, then 
that's why a lot of bad things are happening to the children. And, and you know, um, that, again, is another way of individuals trying to escape individual responsibility. The prophet told them, said, no longer, the Lord told them through the prophet, no longer will this, no longer will this uh, proverb be quoted in Israel. As surely as the Lord lives, verse, go back to verse 3, you will no longer quote this proverb in Israel. God, don't be using this as an excuse anymore. Your father did wrong, and that's why you suffer, and your, your, your ancestors did wrong. You know, that's why you suffer. Look, 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 that stuff is over. That stuff is done with. See, God knows that he has set before you and I an open door. You can be blessed if you choose to be blessed. You can be cursed if you choose to be cursed. You can watch this now. You can choose to remain in your offenses or you can choose to get rid of some things so that you can get to your blessings. You can't stay in your offenses and receive your blessings. One of them's got to go. Either the offenses have got to go blessing, or if you choose to, to, to hold on to the offenses, then the blessings are going to go. But you can't, you can't grab both of them. Offenses or your blood got to go. Now look at, look at verse 30. Therefore, O house of Israel, I will judge you, why is each one according to his ways? See, child of God, we are being judged according to our ways. Each one of us is being judged according to our ways, whether they be good ways, whether they be bad ways. We are being judged according to our ways. What would God look like uh, bringing uh, punishment on a son because the father did wrong? Even in the Old Testament, the scripture talks about how it's not, it's not good to punish the righteous along with the wicked. I will judge you, each one, according to his ways, declares the sovereign Lord. Repent, turn away from your offenses, then sin will not be your downfall. Rid yourself. Rid yourself. Now, you know, I remember once an uh, individual I know, one pastor told me that somebody had come to him and asked him to pray that, uh, that you know, I think it was that the Lord would take away uh, smoking from an individual. And he said, you know, his response was, you know, uh, the Lord didn't give you that habit of smoking. A lot of times, you know, we want the Lord to come in and take certain things away from us, but the Lord is, didn't give it to us. You know, in the same way that we chose to pick up certain bad habits is the same way that we're going to have to choose to get rid of those bad habits. Turn away. Look at what the Bible Turn away from all your offenses. God is called. Now, what God has done is he has equipped us. He has empowered us to change. That's, that's part of the reason why he has given us the spirit of God. He has empowered us over all bad habits. He has empowered us over all uh, the works of the evil one, the Bible says. 
So any ultimately, children of God, any evil that is in us, and there is evil in us, it's an evil that we have chosen. And God wants us to choose to rid ourselves of it. He has empowered us to it. There is no excuse. There is no excuse for us doing wrong anymore because we have been empowered to rid ourselves, to rid ourselves of our offenses so that sin will not be our downfall. Rid yourself of all the offenses you have committed and get a new heart. Now, this was written at a time before the Holy Spirit was, was even given. And God was still holding his people accountable and holding his people responsible to choose not to sin. Life is about choices. Always has been, always will be. Now, the thing about choices is this. Lord is just, just dealing with me on this right now. The better informed you are, the better choices you are able to make. Now, just keep that in mind. The better informed you are, the better the choices you are. Cause, and that's, this is why, why the adversary loves to see you know, God's people won't remain in ignorance. Because if you're not better informed, you won't make better choices. This is why the adversary likes to see God's people not studying God's word, not uh, uh, seeking God's face. Because if we are not better informed, we can't make better choices. But when we are better informed, in other words, when we know better, we can do better. For years, people smoked cigarettes, didn't know that they caused, that they were, you know, causing cancer and that they were killing people. So people were operating in ignorance, just smoking, smoking, smoking away, never knowing that, that they were setting in motion things in their body that will one day kill them or one day be very harmful to them. But they didn't know. But as information uh, increased and, and as awareness and knowledge increased, individuals where now, you know, there's a big campaign, no smoking here, no smoking there, you know, which is, which is ultimately good because of the danger of these things. Just about every day you turn your television on and you'll find uh, some drug that maybe came out five, six, ten years ago that was supposed to be one the drug and supposed to be doing so well for people. But now they have, they, it's been out long enough now. Enough case studies have come in where they're now able to see the harmful effects of it. Well, you say, Apostle, what does that got to do with anything? See, a lot of times we don't see the harmful effects of sin in the early stages. A lot of times we don't see the harmful effects. And, and so, you know, if, if God would just kill people just as soon as they sin or just as soon as they did wrong, a whole lot of us would start taking notice. A whole lot of us would even be trying even harder than we try. But because God oftentimes bears with patience objects that have been destined for destruction, a lot of times people feel like, you know, they can go on, they can keep going. They can't. This is one of the reasons why sometimes you have uh, individuals that break the law, you know, over and over and over and over again. Well, they haven't got caught. And there's a passage in Ecclesiastes that says, when the sentence for a crime is not quickly carried out, the hearts of the people are filled with schemes to do wrong. The longer the time is in between the, the offense and the punishment, oftentimes the, the, the longer and the more offenses individuals will commit. 
Can you imagine if God would just send people right straight to hell with the first sin that they commit? A lot of people will be taking very serious notice. Be very careful of sin. You know, can you imagine? Well, watch this now. Can you imagine in your car, the minute you went over the speed limit, your car had a, a computerized device in it that wrote you out a ticket right there on the spot. Or, or, or the minute you went, the second you went over the speed limit, your car had a computerized device in it that shut your car off until troopers um, came and, and, you know, you paid up. Can you imagine? Man, people be driving, be driving all five miles an hour under the limit. Want to make sure you didn't go over. Why? Because the sentence will be carried out so quickly. All right. Well, now God again. Oftentimes He will He will uh, delay, you know, punishment. You know, He give us time and give us chance to get ourselves together. So, so we have to discipline ourselves. The time that God gives us after we have committed an offense, and the time He brings punishment, that 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 time is not for us to commit as many offenses as we possibly can, but that time is for us to try to straighten out and to get those offenses straightened out. Look at what God says. Rid yourself. God said, look, I know you've been committing offenses, and I know I'm going to have to get you, but in between the time of you committing the offense and me getting you, be working on getting rid of them. Be turning from all your offenses so that sin will not be your downfall. If after we've committed an offense, now God don't get us. There's no if, ands, or buts. God said, I got to get you. But in between the time of you committing an offense and me, me getting you, God said, I want to see you cutting down on offenses. I want to see you turning from offenses. Because how, how you respond after you have committed your offense is going to determine how and to what degree God has to get you. You committed an offense. I've committed an offense. You know, and I've shared with this with, with many congregations that, that what if Adam, as soon as he had eaten from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, what if he'd have run to God and repented? What if God wouldn't have had to find him in the garden? He would have run to God. Oh, Father, look. You know, hey, Father, as soon as he ate from the tree. Father, Dad, I'm sinned. I don't, I don't messed up down here. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Instead of God having to, to come and search him out. All right. One of the saints is giving an example of in court and how that uh, sometimes maybe you committed a sin, but you decide not to you decide not to take the court. Maybe you take a plea deal or you go ahead on and you know. But when you take the court and try to prove that you right when you have done wrong, then you you liable to end up with with a whole lot more time. So you know with sin, you know don't one sin is better than two. Just keep that in mind. One sin is better than two. Now, here's, here's that. When we sin, the Bible says whoever confesses his sin obtains mercy, but whoever conceals his sin does not prosper. Once we sin, it's better for us to go on and confess and renounce it, go on and get out of it. That's the one sin. Committed a sin, now we want to come out of it. Rather than commit the sin and then try to conceal the sin. See, that's two sins. 
you committed a sin, now you're trying to conceal sin. God said, now that's two sins. That will limit our prosperity. That will cause God to do something very, very uh, unpleasant to us. Rid yourself of your offenses. God said, look, don't keep right on in your offenses. You committed an offense. Now I'm going to get you. Now if I see God said, look, if I see you ridding yourself of your offenses, God says that my punishment is not going to be as severe. But if I see you adding to your offenses, you've committed an offense, and because I didn't get you, you feel like, well, let me add some more. Let me add some more. Let me, let me just go off. To God said, now I'm going to have to get you very severely. Rid yourself. Always keep in mind, child of God, the best way to deal with sin is, is, is to be cutting down on it. That's the, always be, that's the rule of sin. Let's be cutting down on it. Let's be cutting down on it. God is looking for you and I to be cutting down on it. We all have sin. We all have to be cutting down, not increasing it. Increasing in sin is always the wrong direction. Increasing in offenses is always the wrong direction. Read yourself of all the offenses you've committed. Get a new heart and a new Spirit, why will you die? Now, that question God is still asking. Why? Why will you, why will you, you end up in hell? Why? What's the sense in that? When all we got to do is cut down on offenses. Not as much like losing weight. Why be all, all overweight? Just cut down on what you're eating. Why? Why be obese? Cut down on Why be uh, a, 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 a drunkard? Cut down on drinking. Why be a glutton? Cut down on what you eat. Most times sin is the overdoing or the underdoing of something. Most sins. Most sins. Doing something too much or you're doing something too little. Or you, or, or, and ultimately that's doing something that God told you not to do. Because if you're doing it too much, God tells you you're not doing it too much. If you're doing it too little, you're not doing it too little. But most sins, uh, that is that which individuals are doing too much of something or too little of something. Why will you die, O house of Israel? For I take no pleasure in the death of anyone. So what happens here? When we... When we Commit an offense against God. We've already upset God. We've already disappointed God. We've already hurt God's feelings. But then when we continue in it and God ends up having to throw us into hell or to kill us, then now we call him to be uh, hurt again because he takes no pleasure in the death of anyone. You, you hurt him when you did it. You hurt him when you, when you kept right on doing it. You hurt him when he had to to make a choice and a decision to throw you into hell or to kill you. So, so you know, in essence, what God is doing by, by throwing individuals into hell that keep right on with their offenses is he's cutting, he's cutting his losses. So he don't have to keep being hurt by you all eternity or hurt by me all eternity. God said, I'm, I'm just trying to keep, I'm trying to, you know, 
keep myself from being hurt here. So I keep right on. I keep getting hurt. You keep doing that, which I don't like. Then you, you, you do even more of that, which I don't like. Then you force my hand to have to do something to you that I don't like. God, let me, let me cut my, let me cut. Even we will cut our losses. Just cut you off. We don't want to be, we don't want to be cut off. We would rather get rid of some things. Let's get rid of the offenses so we can get to the new heart. We can get to the new spirit. We can get to the things of God. We can get to the abundance of we can get to. We can get to. Let go you know, of, God, of that that God doesn't want you to have so that you, 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 your hands will be free to grab that that God Yo, Jonah said it like this, those who cling to worthless idols. That means those who are holding on to that which God don't want you holding on to. You forfeit the grace that could. And you, you, you're forfeiting what I could be give to you because you're holding on what I didn't give to you. Sometimes we run out and we grab a hold of the wrong thing. Sometimes we run out and grab a hold of the wrong job. Sometimes we run out and grab a hold of the wrong husband or wife. We run out and grab a hold of the wrong church. We run out and grab a hold of the wrong thing. God be saying, let that go. You know, sometimes you're in the, in the supermarket. You know, you want, you want to shop for a deal. You get a, get a good deal. And you pick up certain certain product, costs $5, and you look on the sign. And see that it's competitive. It's got a special that week selling the same thing. Now, basically, $2.50. What we had to do, put that back. And let's grab hold of this that, you know, better suits our purpose. Understand, child of God, that sin, it never, I know we do it. I know we, you know, we struggle with it, with it. But sin never suits our purpose. It never really suits our purpose. It may seem like it, may look like it, but it never suits our purpose because the price tag of sin is always too high. See, the price tag of sin. You know, I, I think about, uh, I think they call them balloon payments for a house. They put you in a house, start you out paying $100 a month. Oh, man, you all excited, all happy, but you didn't read in the fine print. That after five years, that that payment goes from one hundred dollars to one thousand dollars. It has ballooned. Sin will balloon on you. See, when you start out and seem like, oh man, it ain't, it ain't too bad. Eh? But by the time it balloons, by the time it shows its true self, its true color, you wish you hadn't have been in it. See? Don't nobody really want to die. Not not you know. Don't nobody really want to be in hell. So then the question is, why would you want to sin? Because that, you know, sin always leads to our downfall. That's why the Lord said, turn away from your offenses. Then sin will not be your downfall. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice says, sin will not be our downfall. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, thank you again today. We bless your name. We glorify you. We exalt you. We pray, Father, that your words have convicted and converted. And so then say 
today at preaching and teaching of your word, that someone has accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, that they may be made new in him. For you've told us in your word that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. Pray, Father, for those who already know you in the part of this sin, that, that they have been encouraged today to uh, turn from offenses. Father, may each one of us work uh, even more diligently on a daily basis of turning from our offenses, that sin will not be our downfall. And Father, we trust that as you do these things for us, we will continue to worship you, praise you, give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise that you so richly deserve. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.